podcast. Movie, movie, 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 podcast. Are you getting this? Oh, God. Um, what time Welcome is it again? to the Movie Movie Podcast, everybody. <laughs> Episode number 136. I'm your host, Tiggs, and with me are Russ. For a limited time only. Peter. Inch. And Alex. Forever. <laughs> and always. Oh, man. All right. We, we've got a bunch to talk about. We're going to split this up. Um, between streaming and theaters, uh, and whether I release this as one podcast or two, you'll find out when everyone else does, because I don't know yet either. Um, but we've got a whole bunch of streaming stuff to come out, a whole lot of movies have come out. We're getting to the, to the Christmas movie season, we're, we're getting, I mean, if you've seen the release slate for, for yeah. Hallmark right now, like, it is crazy, guys. My, my guess for the way people find out whether this is one or two is if, whether they go, oh, that's too long, I'm not listening to it, or... Oh wow! There's two of them. That's probably what they'll do. Yeah, that's uh, that is what Andrew and Ashley will be saying. Um, so then that's that's how we'll know. They will. They should text us and let us know if that is their reaction, um, and they're right, and then we'll know that they listened to at least this far in the podcast. Um, but let's get started. We got a whole bunch to talk about, and we've already been chatting for a while. Um, so we're going to start with streaming. Um, seen a couple things, and. This might be the first podcast where we've all seen a decent chunk of the movies. Like there, like across everything, we've got like seven or eight movies that we have all seen, um, which is awesome. That's impressive. Yeah. yeah, Alex saw four movies in theaters. Yeah, yeah. How'd you do I, it? I, I, you know, um, walked over to being the stuck here on the holidays oh. with <laughs> with no one um, really helped. Oh, sick. That was... <laughs> well, I'm sorry I asked. Sadness of this podcast <laughs> Um... It's my turn to be the downer. No, just kidding. But I guess that segues, segues us nicely into Home Sweet Home Alone. I mean, you haven't seen it, but it actually segues us better into the humans. But, um... Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah Home Sweet Home Alone. I mean, I guess we're all humans. So sure. This is technically... Or are we dancing? This is Home Alone 5. Yes, this is Home Alone 5. Yes. But I would say technically, in a more specific sense, Home Alone 3, because I don't know if... Because I know Home Alone 3 does not reference Kevin McAllister. I've he never does seen... not connect at all, no. Yeah. I've never seen Home Alone 4. Nope, same. Well, this is a very, very popular tactic right now. You see with the... TV movie. Yeah, not that's true, I think. Yeah, with French Stewart is one of the uh, robbers, right? Oh, Jesus. So, so this is like the David Gordon Green Halloween of horror Home Alone yeah. movies, right? It kind of is, yeah. yeah, in a lot of ways. It's Home Alone 5, but also 3. <laughs> Home Alone kills. Yeah, no, this is when this is when Kevin McAllister is actually like a pagan god, right? And like there's a whole cult worshipping him? Like this is this is how this one plays out, I would I believe. Say, as Alex said a second ago, in terms of like having a weird relationship with the past and movies... I actually liked what this did to connect it to Home Alone. Oh, that's so okay. In this in this world, yes, um, of Chicago, Kevin McAllister, <laughs> Chicago. Yeah, it's it's this distant planet of this ice planet that that exists up there, <laughs> um, where pizza doesn't make sense. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Kevin McAllister is a um, like what is he like a home security expert? Yes. We don't see yeah. him, you don't but see we him, see. Yeah, but we see uh, what was uh, Buzz? Yeah, uh, yeah. I just called him Biff. Boof. Boof. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So they use like so so to kind of like what everyone's probably thinking about at the new Home Alone. Any new Home Alone is like, how the hell does no one understand that this kid's alone and it's not solved in three minutes? Right. So they use the fact that like Buzz is a is is Buzz a cop or just like a private security for like yeah. a community? community. Yeah. Okay. So Buzz, I couldn't te- I couldn't tell, but yeah. So like Buzz gets the phone the the radio message like, hey, we got uh we got word that there's a kid who was left home alone by his parents. Can you go check it out? And Buzz is like, that's a trick, you guys. That's a prank call. We don't have to check that out. Which I think is very clever. 
I, I agree. Yeah. That I mean, is one of the things I like. Works pretty well. <laughs> yeah. But so that's that's a that's a weird thing to try to like update it for this modern world. The thing it does that I think is really weird is that it tries to make no one the bad guy. Yeah, let's talk about that for a bit. Yeah, yes. yeah, this is we got a bad uh, idea. It, it this 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 is a movie that really stars Ellie Kemper and Rob Delaney Who? as like halfway decent people who are in a tough spot. For the first, I don't know like, like fifty minutes. I was like, I'm rooting for them, right? Like, that's what this yeah. movie's telling me to do, is to root they for play, them. They play a married it's, couple that are having financial troubles because it is set in America, and they might lose their house. Yes. And there's yeah. been a mix-up that Rob Delaney thinks uh, Archie Yates is the kid's name, right? Yeah, the, it's, the, it's the, um, you know... Jojo Rabbit. Jojo oh, Max yeah. Mercer. The, the little Nazi kid, right? <laughs> Which is about because I think that kid was so good in Jojo Rabbit. I think he sucked. He was great. Um, I hate, but you know they what? Don't, they don't him, let him so maybe that do was the any, of, yeah. any of what he was good at in Jojo Rabbit does not show here. Yeah. No. And I thought they got him for that. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, so they think, Rob Delaney thinks that a extremely um, – uh, it, this like misprint, this like mismanufactured doll that he thought like got from like some older relative that he didn't know was worth a ton of money, and he thinks the kid stole it. So Archie Yates' character turns out to be like all he does is like shoot things at them as soon as they start to try to explain themselves. And, so it's um, so hold for, for a second because I I may have yeah. I, I got I don't know like two seconds past the scene was just like, I think I might've missed something and just could not bring myself to rewind it. Are we as the audience also meant to believe that he took the doll because he has it in his hand when they're at like the house showing. They don't show who takes it, but we're meant to believe it's him. Okay. Yeah. Like the whole jacket that Rob Delaney keeps seeing, I think it, but it never does a good job of coming straight out. So it does have this weird dangling, like maybe the kid did steal it. Right. Yeah. Well, the kid's such a little piece of shit. So. <laughs> well, the only thing I appreciated from his vantage point was when you could see him imagining, like, the worst-case scenarios for the stuff that was happening in his world. Right. Because kids are stupid as hell. Yep. So kids don't really think rationally, okay, well, it's got to be a good explanation for this. Well, so I appreciated good. that. But it's like, but he, I don't know. This movie didn't earn a single thing. No, because he's he's defending his home, not from robbers. He's defending his home from people who he think is going to sex traffic him. Yes. Right. And that's, you guys, that's pretty yeah. weird. That's pretty weird, yeah. <laughs> I, I think this is the time of the podcast, and we get the, uh, that's pretty weird stamp. Yeah. Uh, sponsored by Brooklyn. All right, so who do you think dealt with that issue better, this or Black Widow? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah it's, uh, yeah, it's it's just weird. I think you're going to, okay, you're Disney Plus and you're going to reboot Home Alone, which you joke about in your movie, which I fucking hate when they do that. Oh, yeah. um, but you decide to center it from adult perspectives because kids love movies about adults that are having, whole, like, uh, fiscal problems. Yeah, I just yeah. don't understand, like, who, I think they were trying to make one of those, oh, your parents will watch this with the kids sort of movies. But if I was a parent and this came on, I'd be like, I'm going to go do literally anything else. I'd rather like watch my eyeballs bleed than watch this piece of shit. It just, it's not, it's just completely uninspired. Yeah. Well, that's that's very frustrating. There's just so much hoop jumping they go through to make everyone nice. I don't know if they were afraid that like if they had, like actual criminals that it might toe the line of being too scary. I don't, I don't know what, why this call was made other than you said, like, you know, maybe following the parents is a little bit easier. So you don't have to like put all this weight on a kid actor. Like was on Macaulay. Right. Which in retrospect, you look back on that movie. He really killed it. Oh yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, this just like, it, it doesn't say anything. It's not really fun. It, he really destroys the house by the end of it oh, yeah. in, in a way that oh, there's yeah. no 
Like your two hundred thousand dollars would not cover. Like at the end, they're like, "Oh, it's so funny. No. The money covered everything." It's like, no, like, oh, yeah. That's Thanks for paying for those renovations. Like, it's not. And it's like it, there are times in which uh, Ellie Kemper and Rob Delaney are just like outside talking, trying to tell this kid that they just want their thing back, and the kid is like, "Fuck you! I'm destroying you and my home." <laughs> yeah, this kid's sadistic. Yeah, and yeah. it's like so clearly what happened. I feel like the the screenwriter had the idea and was like, "Hear me out. It's Home Alone, but the bad guys are actually the good guys." Yep. And everyone like clapped and thought it was great. But then they shot it, and I'm sure they're just like, "Oh no, <laughs> oh no!" <laughs> like this is I I can't. It's this movie is just it's confusing. I and think like, there was one sh- joke I liked, and it was Ellie Kemper saying something about OJ um, going to jail for stealing stuff. Yes, still stealing his own stuff. Yes. Right, right, right. Fun. She's like, I don't want to end up like OJ. The second time. But that was a joke that was for literally just me. <laughs> and there's like, no other like, jokes this, like that. Yeah. And this cast is like, pretty great yeah <laughs> yeah which uh, is like weirder and weirder that it's like you get some of like the best comedians that you can get but like you know a lot of like character actor ones but like some of the most fun people that like for me I'm like oh i'm i'm happy this person's you know in this like working. andrew daly and, like, and chris parnell should be in a home yeah. alone type movie but they don't do anything. And Pete holmes doesn't do uh, anything i'm like why are you wasting your time with these people yeah. Is, is there Daly, is, is there a different cut of this? Andy <laughs> Daly nice. steps on a Lego and then walks away, and that's it. Chris Parnell like, go, takes a shit and steps on a Literally. Lego and does that thing in which like we need to make sure that the people watching this movie understand that we're not referencing, we're making a reference to stepping on a Lego, not just. Yeah. It's a thing that hurt a person, but he's like, uh, stepping on a Lego, that's the worst thing in the world. Like all of you have tweeted about before. Am I right, folks at home? And it's just, uh, it's so weird. And like every time they try to update, like they like try to pull something that's like current, it, it also feels really weird and out of place. Like when Rob Delaney gets the VR headset put on him. Oh, yeah. That's. That was Which so I get that's is it's a it's a movie for for kids and right. for them I'm sure they could like you know the uh, suspension of disbelief is probably different but it's like that just didn't make sense and it was lame right for a bunch like, of adults who own that... VR headsets we're like that's not how this I would never get tricked by a VR headset like that <laughs> I said stroking my Oculus Quest too. <laughs> <laughs> Or are you? Ooh. Oh, no. Oh, my God. I've been in VR the whole time. <laughs> oh. Um, but, yeah, but but even, like, the, the buzz stuff, like, then they just write him out at the end for no reason. Like, you'd think that, like, maybe he comes in at the end. Like, like, like or they build the something with him. Yeah. Nope. Um, just there for reference. No. <laughs> yeah. It's... <sighs> It's a, I mean, yeah, it's a movie for kids. I'm sure kids did. Did anyone actually watch it with? No, I, I watched it by myself. I, I like, watched watch all myself. my movies. Yep, totally watched yeah, it by myself. Yeah, too, Alex. Come on, get out of here. <laughs> did we all no, but, watch like, this movie by ourselves? Yeah, I did. Yeah. Oh, what would be? What's weirder, the fact that we all watched it by ourselves, or if the four of us made like a date to watch Home Alone together? <laughs> I would. <laughs> I think that that would be in character. Well, they're both kind of in character. <laughs> All right. Uh, jump. Yes, please. Let, yeah, let's let's it's, move it's, on. It's it's yeah, it's bad. Yeah, it's bad. It's bad. Um, but a movie that But holiday kids movies don't have to be. Holiday kids movies don't have to be bad. But let's find out what we all thought about 8-bit Christmas. I liked it. It's Yeah, it's 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 clearly clearly trying to strong arm its way into being the new Christmas story. I mean, it's it's clearly Which, just trying to it, do everything the Christmas story did. Like it's, I so I saw that it's based on a novel. Yeah. Wait, what? Which I 
yeah, which is like which I found very shocking uh, uh, at the end when I saw that. But um, Tale of Two something like that. Uh, we'll talk about it kind of in a, in a minute, but I think the, the ending kind of comes out of nowhere. But I think that ending would make more sense in a book because you would have yeah. spent more time with uh, the character. That's kind of like a bigger deal at the end of it all. Yeah, we'll yeah, that. <laughs> yeah. That was a little. It felt a little cheap when you're watching it. Like, it, I would um, say, weird about this is that it's clearly so in love with the fact that it's set in 1988, and yes. I, yeah, half half of the jokes about that are fine and half of the jokes about that are bad the one i really like is what neil patrick harris is like christmas story it's it's a grown person telling the story of a christmas but like we act he he and his daughter are like actually characters in the story right kind of like princess bride but you know yeah yeah oh yeah it's more princess bride setup and but it's i really liked when he starts telling the story and he's telling about riding a bike oh it's great his daughter's like were you wearing a helmet? And he's like, yeah, we all wore helmets in the eighties. Um, I enjoyed that. And I, they did one other joke like that later on that I can't remember now. When he has like a bag over his head by like the end of it. Oh yeah. Were you wearing safety goggles? I think, I think they made that joke too quickly. And if they saved us that style of joke for later, it would have killed me. Yeah. But it was, I, I also liked, uh, that the, bully was an indeterminate age because your memory is unreliable when you look back on stories and you remember thing you one you i i appreciated that right at the beginning it was like it was 86 or 87 it was the 80s like one that's an easier storytelling device because now when you see songs that were out not at that right time or whatever it you're not like being well actually but also, I think having that big boy, it's like, it, one, it was just a goofy sight gag that was funny to me. But two, you just don't, you don't remember how long the bully was the bully in school. Like, it could have been a couple of months, but in your mind, it feels like years. Right. So I appreciated all that kind of shit. Were they actually held back? Or were they, like, what did they actually, you know, yeah. what's the actual mythology that... of the bully? Right. Yeah. So yeah, I appreciated that. Like, that I, like, there was, I think that, like, this is another one of like a pretty good cast. I think actually keeps this afloat. Yeah, all the kids are really because good. I, I'd say the the kids are like yeah we're um, we're you know like not annoying or anything like that and like and if so they were in the right way. Right. Um, I love that little it, fucking liar. Oh, he's so good. Yeah, that's oh a God. fun character when he's making the, like the like when he gets a pathological the liar end. like. I, I was that I, that was like fantastic. Well, I was like, I, I, I'm the nephew, you know. Uh, I know you don't have a nephew. That's what I'm calling about right now. <laughs> that was, and I wish that like fantastic. they either up the jokes or the schmaltz throughout it. That's true. Like yeah. I think they kind of needed, they needed a bit more from yeah. from this movie. And I think I, even just like even like Nintendo stuff, like the references. I feel like they had. I don't know. I I, I, I feel up. like it didn't. The power glove, that was actually one of the most fun things. He was just seeing the power glove kind of suck. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. As it did. And I was hoping that in that scene that there's, I was like, there's no way that's going to be an advantage for him. Yeah. yeah. So I'm happy that they played it that way. I don't know what sort of licensing agreement they had because the one video game that they really show when they're playing the power glove, that's not a real video game. And then no. later on when they're in the, st- they show some of Paperboy. Yep. And the that's store, yes. he's like talking about games like the well he's like you know he's personified the nintendo and it and oh the yeah games the games like the nintendo's like i don't have that he's i assume like, that they didn't have those are all atari games though or like arcade games which was really weird like there was like defender and joust and stuff like that i don't even know if those made it to i don't know they, that they, they did, did it? yeah but he did say mario and like he, he said mario, mario he's like yeah. we, uh we don't have it <laughs> so i assume that was a bit about stuff. and rampage was the have licensed to yes. but rampage was licensed for a movie recently so this company might have had the oh uh, that makes sh- sense rights okay. to use the visuals of rampage. Oh. uh rampage was a new line cinema film which is owned by warner brothers which made this movie yeah there you go all right wow nailed it followed the money synergy i because the rest of the movie is really kind of moves a whole lot quicker through all these different things i thought the opening the the like rich kid letting kids in sequence was way too long. Yes. Yeah. Which oh, is yeah. a weird thing about so was, the children. But I think that that was at least 
I think some of that stuff was at least fun. Yeah. Yeah. Though, like, like when people are like holding up different things to like offer them, and even like there's an adult. Like, I think you get the idea, like the, you know, the importance of video games back then, and like when rich friend had stuff. I got that. Like, I, I, I kind of appreciate yeah. that. But, yeah. But you're right. Like, I don't know. Um. Well, because as I said, problem is... it goes on for so long, it makes it feel like you're about to get a different movie. And then it turns more into the Christmas story when it's like short bit, short bit, short bit, short bit after that. Yeah, and I think also too, like the the wreath selling stuff for not like for that payoff, I think that also went on a little that just too went long. On way too long. That was like a third of the And movie. I think that like and you could have like maybe had a couple other wacky things they tried to do in that time instead. Yeah. Hmm. Um but yeah, I think that the problem also is like, like, what was the end game with them? Okay, so you got to you you made that big heist to get the Nintendo, and then what? Were you sharing it? I was wondering yeah. that too. And then it just turns into the, uh, the the Simpsons episode where they they buy the the first um, the comic book, yeah, exactly, yeah. <laughs> the first reactor man. Yeah, man they didn't buy any games. <laughs> uh, well, it came it came packed. It was a pack with, in, like, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it came packed with Duck Hunter or Super Mario Brothers. They're fine. Uh-oh. Um, so, did anyone get a weird feeling at one point that David Cross was actually playing Santa? Uh, <laughs> I kind of, no, something like didn't that. Cross my mind, that but, didn't cross my mind, but now it does. Yeah. David okay. crossed your mind. Especially because he, he pops up in the second half again. Yeah. He he plays like a black market kids toy dealer. and But he pops up later on in like a kind of like sweet scene. And I was like, are you supposed to be the spirit of Christmas or Santa Claus at this point? I was so confused. It, it really did, made absolutely no sense. Before, yeah. He was the one who was just like, yeah, I'm, you know, I ended up learning that I just really wanted to be with my family. I'm like, wait. Yeah. <laughs> oh. uh, but I thought fun. June Diane Raphael was very good. She, I think, oh, she's her, always great, yeah. She's one of those actresses that I think plays so well as a mom to young kids, just like I think Steve Zahn is so, such good casting for that age group of a father to young children. So good. Yep. Like, honestly, like, yeah, really enjoyed everything that he did in this. Um, I think that's yep. in both of their wheelhouses. Yeah. And with June, with June, I was like watching it. I'm like, oh, you, you, Maya Rudolph better watch out because you might be the new uh, mom in everything. Yeah. <laughs> well, Maya, Maya's got all the uh, mom and all the animated stuff. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it, it's overall, I thought it was uh, a cute little surprise. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I, I didn't even know existed a week ago. Yeah. Right. Yeah. As I said earlier, this movie ends with making this confusing statement. I'm not sure about what exactly, because it also does a little like, maybe you should go outside kind of thing at the end. But it does this very weird thing that it makes the dad character a zillion times more important than they were the entire time. Yeah. And it yes. comes As I said, it might read better as a novel or however long this book is, whatever, but it, it feels so out of place by the end of and it. I, and I don't know that I missed anything because, like, right. I, I, at the beginning there was some clunky dialogue that made me think something is going on, but I, I really don't think that it, there's any hint towards it at the beginning. Yeah. But that was, I was like, this is a little odd. And I, I, I think maybe even some intimation of something would have yeah. felt a little bit better. And but, like, I mean, well, he, he, I mean, here's a question, too. It's like, do you think that this, do you think it earned that, though? Like, that that kind of emotional. So, you know, I, I was like, it, sorry, thanks, go it could have, right? Because I think that they like have like a like a minor setup for it, where you know there's like earlier in the story, Steve Zahn is like, "Did you polish those hockey sticks yet, or whatever?" And then like at the end, you know, it's just like you know the hockey sticks make up cute, like yeah. a piece of it, but like there is nothing that happens in between that to think of, like that he is slowly piecing together something greater, like as like this effort with his dad, like that. <laughs> that, and, and that could have done it, like if there was something else there. The one big scene, scene and sequence that the two of them have together is more about talking about the daughter. Yes. Yeah. She became important to the two of them, and it was never really felt about their relationship. And and when you don't build it, 
it just makes the ending feel yeah, like they won't come. They, it, it just makes the ending feel like they felt beholden. Like, well, you know, kids' movies these days like have to make adults cry at the end, right? Yeah, yeah. Like it's like they try to like Pixar in this. Yeah, and I think that's also like maybe some of these holes are like because kind of think about them. Like, I don't know if this movie would have worked as a theatrical release. No, I I don't think so. No. I, I don't know. Like, yeah. There may there would have been people the first weekend, and then it would have been no one after that. Like this wouldn't this isn't going to be like a word of mouth. This wouldn't have survived yeah. in another yeah. Because it's like, does this movie feel any differently at the end of it all if Steve Zahn is there at, at that Christmas? Can't you do the same emotional beats with him being alive? Yeah, a hundred percent. Like, even to the point where like, they, they have the chair set up, and I'm just like, is he coming? Yeah. And I just like, said, oh, wait, no, he's not. I was like, oh, that's weird. They just, they just want you to cry. Yeah. I think it would be nicer if you got this nice moment in which the daughter sees her dad and grandfather in a slightly different light, and she, like, joins in on that, like, that shared history. Yeah. Instead of being yeah, a and... weird modeling. Yeah. And also, like, I think that it didn't, like, I understand, like, the, the, the like, you know, how that kind of ties into the moral for her. But, like, I kind of wish that there was something then that Neil Patrick Harris was doing for the daughter in the same way. Right. Yeah. Yeah, because it's just kind of like, it's kind of like, his moral at the end is like, tough, you know what? It's like, you don't get the phone, but we than... also don't share anything. Yeah, his moral is you better start appreciating me because one day I'll die. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, to be fair, it's, it's a harsh message. Fair, I think but... you know. I mean, yeah, we as a country need to prepare for the eventual death of Neil Patrick Harris. Oof, I don't even want to think about it. God. I, don't even want to think about it. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Um, I mean, I don't, I don't. I don't. I don't envy who hosts the Tonys that year. I'll tell you that much. Oh, right. Yeah, um, it was. It was a cute and a good a good little streaming. Yeah. Yeah. Holiday. Yep. This is so, a movie. From... Not much more. It's very funny yeah, that it... like when you were talking about like the thing that they do at the end really screws it up. I was just like, yeah, that treehouse came out of nowhere, and then you were like, and the dad's dead. I was like, oh yeah, I forgot that that was a part of this story. Yeah. That's how much it affected but... me. Oh. <laughs> Blocked it out. Yep. Uh. But yeah, no, it's it's totally um, cute. It's watchable, and if yeah. this was on, I would. If it was on TV, I would watch it. I would like to be, at like, least when, for a few minutes. When my niece and nephew are here, I would be like, "You guys want to watch a good Christmas?" I would not say yes. you yeah, all want to watch Home Sweet Home Alone. <laughs> yes, I think for my same thing. Like when I'm home for for Christmas and see my nephews, I think I would 100 percent okay. This one at least like. They get video games and stuff like that. All right, let's move on. Let's go to, I want to hear Pete's uh, promised 15-minute rant on Red Notice. Oh, God. Buckle the fuck up. Here we go. Um, So this movie uh, is soulless and terrible and awful. And it, right at the beginning, when... The Rock shows up, and it's clearly in a completely all-digital fake plaza. Mm -hmm. Like, the opening shot is two people outside in a non-real environment. Like, in in the opening second, you feel how much they actively care about what they're making. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. And it's it was an immediate fucking bummer. And I was like, oh, God, this is going to be torturous. And it is from then on out it's as as i uh have described it in the past it feels like this movie is a two hour long opening sketch for these three people hosting the mtv movie awards yeah (laughs) where they just like superimpose someone in another movie yes because they're not playing i love that all three of them are playing their movie their quote-unquote movie star persona and not even in like that... a, and not even like a hey we're wet like it's like you say what you will about like Deadpool after all these years yeah, that weaponizes Ryan Reynolds persona yeah this just points a 
camera at the three of them. And okay. and this is what worries me about like the the Rock and like or or Ryan Ryan Reynolds since Deadpool. It's like when he's yeah. when he's bad, it's really bad. And I think people just think, oh, if I make him say something really cutesy, uh, it doesn't matter what he says. Right. But it's like that's not his yeah. strength. No. Like, and you guys are fucking it up. And he never plays a character who is discernibly real. Yeah. Like no one, well, no art thief would act detached. like you. Right. And and it's very strange. And that works as Deadpool. Uh, it. it and he's very good. Like he's good. He just often doesn't get the opportunity to do anything of substance. And now you're with the rock. Who's basically just like, Oh, I want to make a movie with uh, my friends and uh, have a good time. Ha ha ha. And it's like, nothing happens. Nothing think... happens and nothing matters. He is giving... like a big budget mumblecore movie. <laughs> yeah. The, I, the rock is giving his sleepiest performance ever. He is putting no energy into this movie. I'm sorry. Ever since you said the MTV Movie Awards, all I've thought about is that Mike Myers, when he hosted it, and they did the trailer for Hail. Oh, man, that was a great time. Anyway. (laughs) But, no, Alex, I think you're on to something. It's like he's like a Duplass brother, The Rock, but for, like, shit no one wants to see. And You know what? I'd love that. That would be great. getting worse. Like, he needs to just be in stuff that other people write, produce, and direct. Yeah. Because I think other people have a better handle on how to use him than he knows how to use himself sometimes. Okay. Like, The Rock is a very charismatic person, and he has none in this movie. And I'm like, maybe you're spreading yourself too thin by having every bit to do with every movie you make now. Yeah. Like... I don't yeah. know that you can produce and star and do all the promotion and this and that and be in a fil- billion fucking things at one time. It starts to take a toll. And like no one is good in this movie and everyone is good. So yeah. there's no excuse. It's just a soul. It's like my hit the hitman's bodyguards fucking wife where it's like I like all these people and this movie is dog shit. I like yeah. it more than hitman bodyguard wife though. I I don't know that I did. I think I at least like Hitman's Bodyguard's Wife a little bit more because Ryan Reynolds was slightly more subdued. I, I he wasn't detached. Hitman's Wife's Bodyguard with more of a disappointment and befuddlement of like, why isn't this as good as the first one? And maybe did I not really like the first one as much as I think? This movie I actively hated while watching it. Yeah, I know I hated this. I think – I. At least Hitman's Hitman Bodyguard's wife actually like takes some it 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 I don't know it has more teeth. This movie is soulless and boring, and The Rock it, not great at being a believable uh, in any kind of romantic capacity. Uh, no, he never has. Never. That's nope. and 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 that's not what I go to rock movies for. I don't want to see you get a girl. I want to see you smash heads. <laughs> I was worried yeah. about it for a second. Okay. Um, yeah. It just feels like The Rock would say the script, and it's just like, okay, so who plays the smaller guy that wants to be my friend? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> is it? Do we got? Is Kevin Hart in this movie? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, he's not. Uh, hmm. Get him in. And now it's like he's got two of those people. He's got Kevin Hart and fucking Ryan Reynolds. And with the spinoff Fast movies, I'm like, I don't want just fucking pure comedies. Right. I don't want that. Like, I don't want that from my fast. So please scale back, make shit a little bit more. I don't know, whatever. This movie sucked. And it is like the number yeah. one Netflix movie ever. So, yeah. we're oh, gonna get... I know it's, it's, it's been number one in the country for like a couple of weeks now, three weeks now. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, rain of salt, Netflix's claims at numbers. That's also true. You can't. Yeah. yeah they, 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 they're the, I think today I read, it was like, more people watched more minutes of Red Notice than anyone's watched anything ever before. I'm like, oh, so people got 20 minutes in. A lot of people got 20 minutes in and turned it off. And that's, I think that that's how they count their numbers. I forget what it came out with when they were talking about views for something. But it was like, we count views as anyone who started the movie and watched for more than two minutes. Yeah, which right. is wild. Yeah. 
Like, that's <laughs> yeah, uh, we haven't mentioned uh, Gal Gadot at all. Because she doesn't do a single thing. She doesn't do anything. Yeah, she yeah, is... I was going to say. She, she, she is just this character that shows up and is almost like... It like shows up to say, not so fast, boys, and then walks away, and then they do it again. <sighs> right. Like... It's, the, she's in a potentially more interesting movie since they're both chasing the same MacGuffins like the whole time, but she just always gets there first and be like, huh, I wonder what the, why, we should watch that one. We should see what she's doing because it might be more interesting. But actually, since the twist at the end, probably not. Um, just, yep. just hanging out in a different room, just waiting. It's Steve Zahn's dead. That's the twist. Oh, man, that was. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The, uh, the unassert was, and then like, then and like ending your movie the same way it started with like so much shitty CGI just because you won't fucking go film outdoors somewhere, and it's so upsetting. And do we need to slash want to talk about the world's dumbest, most unnecessary cameo? Please tell me what it is. I don't. Never gonna watch this movie. I don't. Honestly, couldn't. I don't remember. Um, the Ed Sheeran scene. Oh, I forgot. Oh, yeah. That was Hell yeah, dude. And it's utterly pointless. That was so it is one of those cameos that is, he pretty much, he comes up to be like, hey, everybody, look, it's Ed Sheeran. And then let's have him say something pretty unexpected that you wouldn't think he would say. And that's it. He's not important. He's not integral to any part of a plot. Well, he's not even know. Not important to that scene. Well, they get rid of him pretty quickly. And doesn't all he say, and all he says is like, what, I was in Game of Thrones, right? Yeah, he says, I was in Game of Thrones. And chases down, like, a cop with a guitar or something Right? As I said, and it has nothing to do with the movie whatsoever. That's that's the reference he makes? Is the fact that he's in one scene of Game of Thrones playing it? It might as well be, going back to Mike Myers, it might as well be Austin Powers going, ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Burke Backrack. Like, oh, that was I, you know scene. what? That's actually that a better a fantastic bit. scene. Yeah, what are we talking about? Yeah. Yeah. But it's it's that equivalent, but not tongue in cheek or or trying to be a big fun cameo. And then, did you guys like read about their like ridiculous tweet about it? No. Oh, it was like hope everyone saw that now iconic oh, <laughs> cameo. Oh, oh my god! I, I I have to get off the fucking promotion train. Yeah, I, I can't. Yeah. I think that's what's bothering me with a lot of this rock stuff is it's like he starts talking about his movies so early that by the time they come out, I feel like I saw them already. It's like, remember all that Jungle Cruise stuff? Now it's we're in the red notice zone. What the hell is next? I don't want anything to do with it. So this was shot, I imagine, during the pandemic, right? Like in that. Yeah, I think it started before the pandemic, but like they had to shut down and then finish in the pandemic. But they spent like two hundred million dollars on this. Well, it was all on that Ed Sheeran cameo. He costs a lot. It's it's obvious because it also never feels like they're actually outside anywhere. The CGI is for every outdoor environment. All right, we got to move on. We've already talked about Red Notice yeah. longer than we ever should have talked about Red Notice. Let's move on. Uh, gentlemen, I, I apologize. I actually have to jump off, but um, finish these up. Uh, I only I didn't really see much more. So Say two things about The Harder They Fall. Yep. Uh, style over substance, definitely. Mm-hmm. Uh, didn't always like the style. <laughs> I agree. That was that was really good. All right, let, we we started talking about it. Let's do it. Harder they fall. Yeah, I really liked it. I thought I... it was okay. Hey, yeah, I agree. I agree with things. I thought it was okay. It was. I. I yeah. Get get out of here, Alex. Yeah, I, I am going to, but but I just want to hear what you have to say, Tiggs, before I go. Oh, I, I think so. <laughs> there's a couple of different bits about this. Is like, a, it's just way too long. Um, B, mm-hmm. I think Alex is totally right. It's all style over substance. Sometimes it's style just doesn't work. Sometimes it's trying so hard. And the, I believe this director, it's a first time movie, but has done like a whole bunch of music videos before, right? That makes sense. Yeah. And that makes perfect sense for this movie. <laughs> yep. 100% see that. Yep. Um, I, again, I didn't think anything bad. I think it's got a great cast. I think, and I I think, think that everyone that, loves like, it. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, love art. Uh, so oh, uh, the Blue Ranger? Yeah. 
Nice. Oh, he was awesome. Yeah. yeah. Who he plays the, the, um, the cocky quick draw kid? I I think what got me was I it was very cool. It was like a very <laughs> cool yeah. movie, super style. Yeah. But I think what I wanted was I wanted this cast, this plot, but in like that spaghetti western grittier style. Mm. Then it, it the was, more style. Clean. Right, like it was, yeah, it was it, trying to be dirty, like but like the film was so pure, like you're like this doesn't work. It's too crisp right now to be looking at this. And it, right, and, and that's like just a me thing. To, I agree. Yeah, and I think like it always had to remind me how badass it was. <laughs> sometimes, and that worked yeah. sometimes, but I felt like others. It's uh, I liked it's uneven, but I, I still liked parts of it. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. Anyway. Oh yeah, uh, I thought like the individual. I think the individual pieces for me were better than the whole. Yes, definitely. Like Agreed. it's like it's a it's a it's clear that Jonathan Majors is one of those like Swiss Army knife actors. He can pretty much do everything, so that's okay, cool. cool. Um, it. I'm so glad I, he, he's not going to be tied up by Lovecraft Country and can do a million movies. Yeah. Because he's going to – he yeah. can do so many things. I thought Regina King was awesome. Yep. Uh, Keith Stanfield. Fantastic. This was – it was – he's – one, he's awesome in everything. And I don't I, – I, I, it bothers me that these days when you see somebody be really cool and really interesting, you're like, hey, make them some kind of superhero or villain in a, a big Marvel or DC 70-picture deal. But Dude, he's, on a long he enough timeline, we all be. That's true. I know. But he is somebody in some universe, and I just don't know who yet. Um, but yeah, everybody was really, really freaking cool. The movie was cool, a little too long. But again, I wanted the version of this that was a little grittier and a little less yeah. cool. But yeah. it's still very, still enjoyable, super enjoyable. And I liked, uh, I forgot Idris Elba's in this too. Yeah, a lot of cool people. It's totally like, I, like yeah. almost like that yeah. black and white cut of Logan. Like, that's what I would want for this. You know, just put, the, put a yeah. film grain over it. And let me take a look at it then. I bet, it'll, I bet I'll get a lot more enjoyment out of it. Bye, Alex. Oh, if this was grainy, if it was grainy and they changed nothing, I'd probably like it. Yeah. Like 20% more. Yeah. But it's good. It's, it's enjoyable. It's, yeah. Um, yeah. Definitely enjoyable. Uh, and I. Yeah, I like everybody in it. I'd like to see. Again, my my cut of this is just give me the grittier cut, and I like it. But yeah. it's good. Yeah. Okay, we can keep going unless unless Pete, you want to say anything else about the heart of the fall? Uh, no. As you guys, it's it's. I guess it's it. I I think it's all a question about whether or not you like the tone it sets out. If if you were expecting something different or or realized you wanted something a little bit different, I can see you falling off of it. I, I liked the tone it pitched at me. Um and really had a good time. For what like the opening, I was like, I am all in. I can't wait. This is gonna be great. And then it just it felt like it 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 out it, it outpaced itself in some way where I, it never matched that initial high or it matched it at like times but everything in between those times it I started to get like okay let's 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 get back to the next thing yeah right okay which is fair but yeah it's 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 good yeah you know it's definitely good yeah I I would <laughs> if my niece and nephew were old enough and they came over at Christmas I'd be like hey you guys want to watch the heart of they fall but I'm not gonna do that. It's a total uncle move. Yeah. All right. Uh, we got a couple more to go through. Let's do some of these twofers. Let's do some of these twofers. Um, uh, Pete, what do you think about Finch? Uh, I liked it. I wish I wish it was slightly bigger or slightly smaller. Um, but I thought Tom Hanks was great. I thought Caleb Landry Jones. Like initially, I was I didn't love the robot character, and then I really started to like the robot I, character. I agree. I hated the robot character at first. I was like, this is going to be yeah. so terrible. I thank God Tom Hanks is like actually like, you know, pulling this movie, like pulling the weight of this movie because he's Tom Hanks and he can pull the weight of yeah. whatever. And then by the end, I was just like, oh my God. When he, when the, when the robot's playing catch with the dog, I was like, yeah. oh Jesus. And yeah, that, their whole scene when they find that one place that they can like sit outside. Yep. Um, I, cause I really like the world. As I said, I wish it was a little smaller or a little bigger. I don't, I think it could have, sh- I, if anything, could have pared itself down even a little bit more and got a little more insular, but I like where it ended up. And as you said, Tom Hanks is 
you know, it's Tom fucking Hanks. Like, I could have done this movie, like, in, in a bigger fashion by, like, removing, like, the the antagonist human element that's in, like, one scene or whatever and just making it, like, it's, like, straight story, but it's the apocalypse and it's just a dude and a robot and they're just going to be on, like, this road trip. Like, I, I would have been all in for that at that point. Yeah, because um, that doesn't exactly... Because what I think a scene that does a similar thing is... When uh, Steve actually accidentally, like the car goes out from under the awning it was in. Yep. And he just doesn't understand how dangerous that is. Yeah. And how important it is that he doesn't do that. I think that scene does everything the other human scene does. Yeah. They, they didn't need anyone else. And yeah. even even like the the the, the booby trap place. Like that's yeah. like that totally works. Like you don't need to see anyone else. It's just like this. This is still just them, and it works just as well. Um, and and it, it, you like there. You know that there is still danger. Um, but yeah, you're right. Even even if it wasn't that, and even if it was just like no, the only the only antagonist is you know the, the planet. That yeah. still works really well. But uh, great great design and effect on the robot, and yes. I think the the actual physical performance that they, I, I will, I, I think Caleb Landry Jones did do motion capture for it. And I oh, think okay. like the movement style that they gave this robot and like, especially the limitations of its movement, I think was fantastic. Yeah. I didn't know Caleb Landry Jones was the robot. That intrigues me because he's one of my favorite weirdos. Yeah. It's good. It's, it's one of those, like, there's no reason if you have Apple TV, like check it out. It's 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 a sweet it it is a sweet little movie. Yeah. Oh, and then the little tiny robot when it gets oh man yeah yeah, it's, uh, yeah. and then like the backstory of the dog. I was like whole oh, okay. Oh yeah, because if the movie was a little bit smaller, I think that backstory would have been even better. Yeah. And as I said, that scene I think does everything that the other two scenes with with the potential of other people it it it, it checks all those boxes. I think as I said just could have taken a couple things out yeah um but great great all right guys tell me about the humans well the humans is a a family horror movie <laughs> um basically okay. it Should is just about movie? no uh, no 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 it's a horror uh, movie based... about family ah, <laughs> yes okay. uh family horror and uh the stress and anxiety that uh gathering like thanksgiving can like the weight that that can put on a a family where all of the individual members are going through their own sort of shit so it's basically a it's it's nothing but conversation um but i think as a play this movie would i would not have been able to sit through this as a play it wasn't originally a play Uh, It was was originally a play and I would have had a really tough time because it is just there's no fucking escape like this. This movie is everything that you if you fear uh, going home for whatever holiday or certain family events that can be really, really stressful for all parties concerned. Mm -hmm. This is like the this is the definition of that. And and of course, it's a 24 making I guess it's a Showtime movie. Oh, but yeah. produced by A24. So it's like, oh, they're finding new ways to like horrify you. But I think Richard uh, Jenkins is excellent. Yeah. Uh, as a dude who clearly is dealing with like 20 years worth of trauma related to shit that happened, like that happened with one of his daughters forever ago. I just thought, I thought all the conversation, all the dialogue was great. I just, it's a tough watch. Yeah, there, there's so much great stuff to it. And it, as you said, as a play, I don't know how the play is put on and directed. Like, do they make it feel like a horror movie like the direction of this does? It's directed by the writer of the play. So I don't know if this was how it played out on stage. But I mean, it's it's not really a spoiler. Like, it feels like a horror movie okay. the entire time. Yes. Okay. But it's yes. not. It's just a family having Thanksgiving. Huh. And yeah. And I think it's pitched really well for that. I, I wish I saw it in the theater because this is kind of like one of my favorite subgenres of movies is one that I get to hear someone very upset who thought it was a horror movie leave the theater. Um, I always love when that happens. 
hilarious. Yep. But it, it's like it's had so many great beats to it. Um, one thing I really liked was, um, uh, what's my call? Oh my god, I can't even think of her name. Um, uh, Trainwreck. What's called? What is her name? Oh, oh, Amy Schumer. Amy Schumer's character has some sort of like vaguely mentioned illness that I like that she has one conversation with her sister about it and then talks to no one else and it's not mentioned. And even though it's clearly like it sounds very severe. Yes. And it's just one of the things that like I'm going to tell you real quick, but like I'm not doing this at this meal. Right. <laughs> and I think yep. all those little flourishes throughout are so good. Yep. And when they're like kind of – not exactly shit talking their mom, but kind of shit talking their mom. And then she comes down the stairs and yeah. like a little bit later, not, not late enough for them to think she didn't hear, but just soon enough to think maybe she did, but then she did hear. And now she's in that weird pissy mood. Uh, I just thought like it was, oh, they're man. very natural, per, very natural performances. Yeah. It's not a fun watch. No, this no. by any stretch. Sound... Oh my god. Okay. And and I thought I'm like of course you drop this on Thanksgiving week. <laughs> you you sadists. But it it's really really good though. I think like everybody is is really impressive in it. I think um kind of having uh Steven uh Ewan be like the normal person. <laughs> uh I think he's very good at that. Yeah. Um with this this crazy family that has their that that the, the way they talk about religion in this mm. yeah, is is conversations I wish I could never have again with family. Period. Yeah, the end. Like, it was like very real and very terrible. Yeah, and and going with the thing for what I said about Amy Schumer's character, like Stephen Young being very open about everything about himself while Beanie Feldstein's like, you don't need to tell people that like, you don't, don't worry. Like be like, no, it's, it's my life. I want to, I can share whatever I can share something about me. It's, it's like owning it. It's like that sort of dichotomy between him and the family. And you can see her, her Beanie Feldstein's yeah. visible discomfort with anything he's doing. Cause it's just not what her family does. But and, it's just- it's pitched as a horror movie. This it finds time for jump scares in this movie. Really? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It's a it's a it's a tough watch, but it's a really good one. Yeah. Damn. Okay. Um. Wait. So is this is this only on Showtime? Like, how is this available? How can I yeah. do this? Okay. Uh, right. Showtime. It's in theaters, but I have no idea where it's playing. It's probably playing in like one or two. Uh, theaters that hate the idea that it's on that don't hate the idea that it's on Showtime so you might be able to get it at like I don't know IFC or not well not IFC but like some small theater okay yeah maybe a Nighthawk or something okay that's cool yeah all right it sounds uh, stressful it is it's it's a movie it's it's a movie that I really enjoy talking about better than like the stress of watching it. <laughs> it's, it's, it's not, it, I don't think you feel the stress as much anymore once it's done and you can kind of like unpack it, which makes it a little bit yeah. more fun, but it's, it's definitely a weird watch. Okay. Yeah. You're very much on edge the whole time. On edge the whole time. All right. Loved yeah. it. This is, I was about to say this. I mean, this sounds like so many A24 movies. Um, yeah. It is. Yeah. It's like they found a way to do the thing they do even smaller. <laughs> Which is very impressive. Um, it, it... Okay, I, I'm 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 mildly curious. I also kind of want to wait until after the holidays to see it. Yeah, I thought about it. Like maybe because it, it sounds like like I don't know, Hereditary without the Satanism or something like that in some way. Sure. Yeah. Okay. I'm into it. Anyway, uh, passing. What'd you guys think? Very good. Uh, I liked it. I didn't love it. Um, I like the style a lot. Yeah, I liked. I loved. I loved that it was black and white. Yes. I liked that as a framing device about what we're talking about. I just wish there were more of the 
like difficult sort of stressful kind of conflict like it, it's like the the beginning of the movie opens or like the first time that they meet and you you see them with Alexander Skarsgård's character there's like so much stress and like I don't know some that's like holy crap like this is such a house of cards here and then we spend a bulk of the movie not really dealing with that and then we come back to it at the end at the very end yeah and I don't like how it ends. But I don't I like would've... how it ends. I like the framing, the literally frame of the shot from like above the like complex. Like I think that is a very stylish and cool looking. Oh yeah. Um, and I th- and like I feel like that that is the 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 the, the takeaway from this is just how much more like if, if you think that the harder they fall, style over substance, you know. Um, like th- this is th- the style of this did drive me forward, like wanting to keep seeing it. Like I even like how it feels, um, old in a way that it's just like it feels like sometimes the camera just hangs at the end of a dialogue sequence for like just a half a beat too long, and like it's not edited like snap, like almost said it was like a, yeah. in, like a difficult edit- uh, editing process or something like that. Like there's all the stuff that just makes it feel older and worn, and and I like all of that about it. But yeah, it, it, there's. That, that that is all of my favorite parts about it yeah i think it's uh, for me i really absolutely love the opening setup um i actually thought it was just going to be in that like just it was there's going to be that the entire time i was like i wonder if they're going to yeah, leave this because that would be awesome it, if they yeah. don't <laughs> that that scene i think is so good and sets up so much and i think asks a lot of interesting questions about both characters and 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 sets up a lot for both characters. And it after that it it kind of devolved for me devolved into just kind of a jealousy story. It was right, yeah, totally. Which was a bummer because I thought it set up a hundred different things in that opening, and only did the one for me least interesting one. Yeah, that that that, that tracks. I and and it kind of. I don't know. It, it takes a lot of the wind out of the sails, especially when you're dealing with such a complex uh, issue that people don't even really know much about. I'm like, all right, cool. So let's go there. Let's really dig in. Yeah. And it digs in with its hooks right in the beginning. And then it kind of doesn't do that again until the end. And yeah. it's like, well, there was a lot. And uh, there were some conversations with Bill Camp's character when they go dancing and stuff that I thought were really good. But it's like the movie doesn't really care as much about what it what I thought it should be about. Yeah, I think I think the Tessa Thompson character needed another scene or two where she could actually say some of the things I thought she was feeling from that opening. Because, like, I, I thought it set up that thing of like. She doesn't think that Ruth Negga's character should feel uh, like she's allowed to miss something that she made this choice right. of a different life that it would be unfair for her to long for something different and something right. else yeah and feel and like and be like and get sympathy for that and i don't think it ever played any of it even yeah. though it, 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 i thought i thought ruth Hank is fantastic i thought tessa Thompson she's awesome played that opening so well and I thought she wore so many different emotions on her face in the beginning and then as I said only was a jealousy thing later on yeah um but as as style great performance is great I I I was left wanting more even though from a movie I thought was very good yes it doesn't fully it's it's weird because it doesn't fully come together but it's still pretty good. Yeah. yeah. Even if there's at one time, like talking to her husband that she was like, even was just like, why is no one talking about the things I want to talk about? And just, and, and everyone is just treating Ruth Negas like she's a little bit of a flashy, silly person. And that's it. Right. And I, I don't know if that's frustration you're supposed to feel for her, but uh, yeah, I don't know. Who knows? All right, we got one left. Let's move on. Let's finish it off. Let's do it. Tick, tick, boom. 
on Netflix now. Uh, if you told me that uh, Lin-Manuel Miranda was directing a film about the author of Rent, I would have said, well, I'm sorry for that man's family. Before I saw this, it really, really completely subverted my expectations. I thought it was great. Yeah, it's, uh, I really, really enjoyed it. Um, I think Tick, Tick, Boom as a movie doesn't work any other way than it did here. Yeah. Uh, cause it's just like a one, well, it's like not a one man show, but it's like a one man monologue Basically, with a yeah. band. Right. So that's not, that doesn't translate, but using it to frame his life and up, up to that point and then kind of throwing in a couple of renty things here and there. Yeah. I thought it was a really, uh, really nice touch. I thought Andrew Garfield was excellent. I thought he uh, was excellent. And I think he looked a lot like Jonathan Larson too. Like it was kind of weird. At he, times. For a guy who doesn't look like Jonathan Larson, he really looked like he Jonathan had Larson. Hair down. Like it was, it's, it's crazy to look at the, uh, to, to like look the at the mannerisms, yep. the way, the way he moved, the way he, like I'm like, wow, you really nailed this guy. Yeah. And not not a singer. He learned to sing for this. Cuz he didn't really sound great, but he sounded earnest, which yeah. I can yeah. appreciate. Yeah. Um he committed and uh yeah, I thought it, it was for musicals, which I know that's a not an a genre for everybody. But as someone who doesn't, who does tend to enjoy them, mm-hmm. I thought this one was very well crafted and put together, and I was a big fan. Yeah, mm. yeah. As I said, extremely surprised. This what, as I said, as a director, what Lin Manuel Miranda accomplished here. Yeah, yeah. A lot of I. Th- there was none of that. You know what he does. Yeah, it was none of that. Yeah. And there and it didn't need that, and Jonathan Larson wasn't that. Right. So it and this feels like the ultimate movie about drama kids. Yeah. That, and I was never a drama kid. I don't know that world, but this felt like a really solid window into the world of those kids when they grow up. Yeah, I think the first teaser for it that I think just starts with uh, the house party where Andrew Garfield's just kind of lying there and then he starts uh, slapping the beat and yep. singing. I think in isolation made me think this was going to be a much worse movie. But, but all of that it, works so well. It's all so natural, which is the point of like the the, whole, the Jonathan Larson story and like how he would just like start writing this. It, just, it felt so authentic at times. Like it was crazy. Um, yeah. Garfield is out of this world good yeah um what should I, call it? I don't know didn't realize he's 38 oh wow oh, damn that's more that's higher than i would think yeah he plays <laughs> a lot young he can like, play a lot younger yeah and i i still think of him as younger when i see his face and stuff like in, in especially when he uh for eyes of tammy faye he because he had to always try to look a little bit older he never it did never work that well visually for me. He's oh he plays so much younger in my mind. Totally. Yeah. Um do, 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 do. yeah, but I, yeah, I'm surprised as I said, this is it this was nothing but a surprise. And it's on Netflix, so there's no reason anyone shouldn't watch it. Yeah, totally. And I mean for for you know two hundred million hours. <laughs> yeah, let's take uh, red notice down a peg. Yeah, there we go. Tick, tick, boom. (laughs) One other uh, movie real quick that I wanted to uh, suggest to people. um, Oh, no, not not this one again. No, no, don't don't, don't get me wrong. Last Duel is a masterpiece. Ah. But um, the it's on Hulu, uh, Riders of Justice. It's a Hmm. Danish or Swedish movie. It's with Mads Mikkelsen. as I said, it's on Hulu. It came out in 2020 uh, in its home country, but it it it's, it came out in 2021 uh, here. Um, it's fantastic. It sets hmm. itself up to be kind of like a basic, like not exactly Death Wish, but like you know, angry dad revenge movie. 
And I think what it does instead of that and, and with that is so good. And I would highly suggest checking it out. It's called, once again, Riders of Justice on Hulu. I'm looking at it right now. Or you can rent it on right. Amazon for 99 cents. It is a it, – because it, it's it's a like a dark comedy. It's very good. This looks good. Okay. okay. Check that out. Okay. I feel like we are done for tonight. Yeah. Energy oh. energy became down. Energy became down. Um, but, but I think that we will get our energy back tomorrow night or possibly in five minutes when you hear this, depending on how I decide to cut and, and put up put up this episode when, when we welcome you all to raccoon city oh and open the door <laughs> and open the door to the house of gucci oh my gosh there's uh, so much going on okay a lot of fun that movie but we'll talk about it a little later or tomorrow but you may not know unless you do but yeah let's talk about it tomorrow you can find us on the web podcast.com you can find us on twitter you can find Russ on Twitter, Russ Incredible. You can find Peter on Letterboxd as P- Peter PD. You can find me on Letterboxd as Johnny Tiggs. Alex is no longer here unless he is, and this has just been a prank the whole time. Imagine. That would have been fantastic. Um, but that is it for now. But we got a whole lot more coming, and we will be talking to you tomorrow on the Movie Movie Podcast.